0: Hi there, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Journey of Growth podcast with your host, Griffin Shea. The Journey of Growth podcast depicts what it's like to travel along the road of life, identifying key moments, what we like to call detours, potholes, or free roaming highways. Each guest and episode will portray events in life that are defining and add to the exhilaration of the ride that we call the Journey of Growth. Today, we welcome in one of my best friends, His name is Brandon Kim. He's a junior at the University of Georgia. He is studying Management Information Systems, MIS for short, but you guys know that because you're in college. He is an active brother of Delta Sigma Pi, America's foremost business fraternity. He is a world traveler, and best of all, he is an owner of 10 pairs of white Nike shoes. I mean, goodness, this guy's pretty fancy. So we'll get it started. I just kind of want to do a quick little intro to how I met Brandon. So we became friends through pledgeship with Delta Zegma Pi, and I vividly remember meeting outside Caldwell Hall, when you both go to the University of Georgia, and everybody's kind of getting to know one another. Brandon's a little bit quiet, but not really. He starts taking over the leadership role, and I'm looking at him, and he's in his nice blue suit, and I'm like, all right, he's wearing his black tie. He's looking pretty. He's looking fancy. I mean, he owes 10 pairs of white Nikes. And then there was another one of our buddies, Sanu Kim. Sanu was the the character, the loudmouth, but I love him and praise him. He's at the Navy right now. So, as a pledge ship, we had to form our own executive committee, and there were twenty one of us. So we all applied for different positions, and I had applied for the president position, which I one hundred percent thought I was going to get, no doubt in my mind. So there the were three people that ran for this. It was me. Bryce Landmark, another one of our pledge brothers, and Brandon Kim. So I decided I was going to go first because I have confidence. I like to talk about it. So I went out there and I told my three truths and how I thought all three of these were going to lead to my success and the inevitable leadership position of being president of the pledge class. So I crushed what I thought was my, my speech for presidency. So I go out and then Brandon's sitting right there and he's like, hey, man, how'd you do? I said, I did all right. And then Brandon was like, well, that's great. Like, thank you. Um, and then I wished him good luck. So Brandon went in there, and then he'll talk about what he, what he said. But uh, in the next few minutes, I walked back in, and uh, without further ado, Brandon Kim was elected president of the 2018 Spring Pledge class. I was disheartened. But thinking about it now, hindsight's always twenty twenty. We had the best leader of the Pledge class possible in Brandon Kim a true joy, a true spirit, and a true soul that brings happiness to anybody that he sees. So with that being said and him being one of my best friends, I'm going to go ahead and let him give a little brief about himself. All right.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Griffin, for having me on the show. Um, It's yeah. My name is Brandon Kim. Like you said, third year MIS major. Um, I was born and raised in Georgia. I am Korean American, but I've never been to Korea. Uh, the 10 pairs of white Nikes, I just love white shoes just because I feel like you can wear them with anything and style is kind of my thing. Um, this past summer, I was traveling around China, uh, specifically around Shanghai, China, because I had a, a study abroad internship program uh, there. But yeah, that's that's basically me, that's who I am.
0: So you got 10 pairs of white Nike. do you wash them, or do you just like pristinely keep them where you
1: don't get them wet? In the beginning, I do spray them with a special spray. Really? And it's like a sealant, yeah. Wow. And it's so, so you don't scuff them later on. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty nice. And then like if they get a little too dirty, I'll throw them in the washing machine. How put many, a little Tide Pod in there. How many pairs did you bring over to China? To China? Oh, okay, so just fashion's pretty big over there. Yeah that like hype Beast movement is huge over there the what movement the Hype Beast. you know like the supreme and stuff like that uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah Louis Vuitton all that kind of the Gucci. oh my goodness yeah. yeah so I got caught up into that and I uh I brought over two I brought over three and then they were just everywhere and so I had some some like extra cash laying around and I decided to pick up some and I ended up with five going gonna flip them because you did buy them cheap and then you come over here. I was thinking about flipping them, but then I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, "I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna keep these. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna hold on to them for a little bit." That's pretty. Yeah, sweet. We'll see. All right. Well, so we're both here at the University of
0: Georgia, and Brandon definitely left this little thing out. He is a transfer student, as am I. So, what was your original college, and then why did you decide to make the transfer? Because I know a lot of college students go in to their first college and sometimes they believe it's the right one and then sometimes they don't so could you talk to transfer students and what your decision and process was
1: yeah of course um i love this story so much because i feel like this is what i'm most proud of i was originally at the university of north georgia the Oconee campus which is like 10 minutes out of athens um going there to the university of north georgia i knew that i was going to transfer Uh, senior year when we started applying to colleges it was tough because I didn't have the grades I didn't have the extracurriculars I was just a guy who went to school and then went home and just like played video games and then um senior senior year came around all my friends were getting all these major schools like UGA and Tech and Emory and I was stuck and I was like I have nowhere to go I don't have that many options and that kind of hit me that was like rock bottom and I was like well, am I going to sit here and am I going to cry about not getting into UGA or am I going to, you know, think of what I need to do? What is my path? What am I going to – what's my next move basically? Mm-hmm. And I knew that in the end I had to end up at UGA. I knew UGA has an amazing business school and has so many opportunities for me and to, so I can just grow in general. And then – um And so I applied to the University of North Georgia because I knew that they had a campus near Athens and I would get comfortable with the city. And I basically just, like, worked my butt off. I ended up taking summer classes before my freshman year. I did 15 credit hours. And then I also did a bunch of extracurriculars, like the honors program and the student ambassador. And that's when things just kind of, like, started rolling. That's when the snowball effects kind of, like, happened, you know? And – I applied to transfer to UGA, and I got in, and I was like, this feels amazing. Like, I love this so much. And the fact that in the beginning, there was a no, but then I worked my butt off for a year. And when I applied, I knew for 110% that I was going to get in, that I knew that if they were to say no to me, then it wasn't my fault, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. I think one thing we can absolutely just praise Brandon for right here is you heard that no i heard my no but i wasn't consciously aware of what that no meant to me but you did you knew where you wanted to go you took that no and you said all right screw it i'm gonna put in hard work you became an ambassador you were in the honors program 15 hours mm-hmm. was it that summer
1: uh summer was 12 hours
0: so was wow yeah that's that's a full slate mm-hmm. so you, you took that no and you're like no, I'm going to tell you no, I'm mm-hmm. going to put in hard work, and you're going to be actually regretting not taking me freshman year, but I'm going to show you that my time here at UGA is going to be all worth it. And I think that life is kind of crazy with times where you think you should be in some places where, of course, I thought I was going to be at UGA, and you thought you were going to be at UGA, mm-hmm. but life kind of says no sometimes. And we'll, when we get to the section of the podcast about detours, we can talk more about that. So now you're at UGA. You crushed it at Mm Oconee. What are you most proud of here at UGA? And what are some of the opportunities that you are taking that other students can take to kind of further yourself
1: as an individual and as a student? Okay. Um, The thing that I'm most proud of at UGA is probably DSP, Delta Sigma Pi, not only just uh, like the being the president was amazing. That was an amazing goal for me of the pledge um, class. Of, it's not of, of the, the pledge class, Yes, just, just pledge class. Yes, it's not yes. that high up just yet. Just yet. Yeah, um, that was amazing. But being able to get in and kind of find those that group of people that I can call my family and that made UGA so comfortable and made it feel like home instead of me going back home every weekend and saying hi to my parents, I actually wanted to stay up at UGA now. Mm. So that that was probably like getting into DSP, Delta Sigma Pi was super hard in the beginning. Um, I was really nervous about it, but then like getting that yes, and like I said, that snowball effect, like once I got into UGA, then I got into DSP and then the major and all that. And so yeah, that, that was probably like the best part of UGA. So you've gotten into all of these things
0: and what, is, what are you most looking forward to at, you, at Georgia? Because Georgia offers so many things. like The Terry College of Business, you can't even count on like a hundred fingers how many things they have. So out of some of the opportunities, what have you been looking into and what do you want to become a part of outside of Delta Sigma Pi?
1: Outside of Delta Sigma Pi, um, right now I'm looking more into major specific organizations preferably like the MIS advisory board, which is they basically meet with employers who want to recruit MIS majors. And that advisory board will meet with the recruiters and say, hey, what do you want the, what do you want the MIS students to learn? Like, do you want us to learn more Java? Do you want us to learn more um, of the business side, I guess, the BPMN? Um, and so we do that communication and then we kind of write the curriculum mm-hmm. of, what we think that is, like, the best curriculum for the students. So you
0: guys, the advisory board has the power to influence the younger students. Exactly. It's like, this is what classes you need to take, or this is what you kind of me- need to be catering yourself towards?
1: Catering it- yourself towards, I would okay. say. The classes stay the same, um, the professors stay the same, but just, like, how the professors teach in the classes will change a little bit. Really? mm mm-hmm. As in what kind of regard? As in, so... If you were to take a comp side class, a computer science class, they would think, oh, well, you know, Python is a huge thing now. Like, Python is a very good coding system. And it's used for a lot... Or a lot of students use that during their internships. And so... Once students take that computer science class, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, let's focus more on Python because recruiters want that. Companies want that more. Awesome. That's kind of like where our, um, I would say, not not division, I guess, but our I guess division. That's kind of like where we're MIS is heading towards. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So.
0: We all know it's freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, and. Goodness gracious, we have fifth year, Mm -hmm. thanks to Instagram, my goodness. Okay, so what do you think about the current collegiate curriculum where you need 15 hours, or you need, I think, what, 120 hours? Yeah, 120 hours to graduate. But what do you think about taking those random interdisciplinary courses when you're a freshman? Do you think you should be doing those? Or do you think you should be kind of focusing more on your major-related topics, even though you're a freshman and you come in – very open-minded. What do you think college should be focusing on more? That's a very good question.
1: Um, It honestly kind of depends on your situation for me. being For me, I came in and I knew I was going to do MIS. And so once I transferred to UGA, I immediately wanted to start taking my MIS classes. I wanted to say business classes and all that. But my first year, I only took like science classes. And so I thought that was kind of a waste of time and I was like, you know, I should focus more on this. But if you're coming in as a freshman and you or you come in as a transfer student and you still don't know what you want to do, then I guess taking those random classes that say like, "Oh, well, you know, I like I like rocks. I'm going to do geog or, uh geology, mm-hmm. you know?" So, um I guess it just kind of depends on your situation and where you're at. For me, I feel like taking those major classes is more important than taking the little fluff classes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'd have to agree with you. I think
0: the first semester of college should be your, hey, take whatever class you want, Mm -hmm. but make sure you have at least one sort of focus and really like get serious about that class Mm -hmm. because if you get serious about that class, then your next semester, you can start getting really good at something because would you rather be a jack of
1: all trades or a master of one? That's true. That's very true. Which one would you I would rather be? definitely be a master of all? And can you explain why? Just because if you're a jack of all trades, then it's good. People like you because you're good at multiple things, but they're not gonna go to you if they have a serious question or a problem for that area. Mm-hmm. You know? Cause if you're a master of one, then they're like, oh hey, Griffin is good at personal development. I'm gonna go to him instantly. You know, I'm not gonna think of, oh, Brandon's like, he's interested in that kind of stuff. He knows some of it. I'm going to go to Griffin instead who just knows exactly what I need to do. You know? mm-hmm. See, that's that's my problem with college is
0: because we're given such a, a wide sphere mm-hmm. of knowledge, which is great. It's it, it's good to be in the know. Mm-hmm. But far too often when we leave college, we, just, we go out there and we're like, how do we use all of this information? Even if you've got an MIS job, put it in an MIS position, mm-hmm. you're still going to be asking yourself, how in the world do I use this stuff? Exactly. So – I got some qualms with college, but I think we can we can work it out one uh-huh. day. But so you are an MIS major and mm-hmm. MIS and information technology is taking over the market.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Out of school, I know you like to travel. Mm-hmm. You actually were just in New York this past weekend, which is crazy. What do you want to be doing in the future? Do you want to leverage your degree or do you want to be doing something different?
1: Honestly, In the future, I do not see myself sticking with MIS. Even though I love technology and I love coding and I love consulting and meeting with different people, it's not exactly where I want to stay. Like when I look in the future and I'm say around late 50s, 60s, something like that, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to retire now. And I want to look at my job. I don't want to just see MIS. You know, I want to see different things. Um, Basically, what I want to do is I would love to own my own business one day. I love being my own boss and setting my own pace. And so not always having to look to someone else and saying, hey, can I do this? You know, I want to like look at myself and say, hey, can I do this? And be like, yeah, you know what? You're Brandon Kim. Hell yeah, you can do this. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Answering to yourself. Yes, exactly. Do you know what
0: kind of business? Would you want to leverage the MIS or work in like technology
1: or are you looking what are you looking service product in the so actually in high school I was really into nonprofits and serving I absolutely loved that and that was like where my heart was and so I was like I'm going to go to UGA I'm going to get my degree I'm going to work in corporate for a little while and then I'm going to start my nonprofit and I was like that's exactly what I'm going to do and so I thought I was going to do that but now I'm kind of like you know I really like technology I really like uh, I would say service, actually. Service more than technology. Okay. So the consulting side. Gotcha. Instead of being in the back end. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. So we pretty
0: much covered who you are, where you're from, where you're at at UGA, and where you want to go in the future. So we're going to switch over to this section of the podcast. Brand new. We're going to test it out right here. So buckle up. This is going to be interesting. So as I mentioned in the opener, we have our section's with the potholes detours and the success highway so i'll elaborate on the potholes the the potholes in life are the things that you want to avoid so if you're driving a car down a road and you see a pothole what do you do you probably want to avoid it because you're going to have a pop tire so the potholes that we're going to be discussing in this segment are things that we've had in our lives that we have encountered and we have hit those potholes, but we're trying to help you avoid those. So I'll start with my first pothole. I used to drink excessively to the point where the next day I would be really hungover. And yes, I am of age and I wouldn't go to class. And that is something you cannot afford as a college student. Lowered my GPA. And I just want to tell you guys that Do not drink during the week. It's not that cool. But if you're looking Friday or Saturday, go ahead and do it. So Brandon, what are some of your potholes that you have had on your journey of growth that
1: you can help students avoid now? Mm -hmm. Um, My biggest pothole that comes to mind uh, would be laziness. So, like I said, in high school, I was super lazy. I wasn't into school. I came home and I just went straight to my PS4 and I just played video games the whole time. Uh, you didn't and have Fortnite back then. I didn't know. We did not have Fortnite back then. Now it's it's kind of difficult because now we do have Fortnite. <laughs> so, uh, but my biggest pothole is laziness. And so, once I, when I actually, when I was in the University of North Georgia, I realized that, hey, you can't be lazy. Like, Yes, you know you're gonna transfer, but are you gonna take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you right now, or are you just gonna pass them and say, you know what, I'm gonna do that later. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about that. I'm just gonna work about worry about it when I go to UGA. But then you get to UGA and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna keep being lazy. It's fun. It's fun just laying around and doing nothing. So I feel like college is all about. I realize that college is all about going out and taking advantage of these opportunities because it's it's. Might not come up again. You know, you got to take advantage of what's in front of you and you got to get out there. You got to be more extroverted. You got to go out and, you know, say, hey, I'm going to meet someone new today. You got to say, hey, I'm going to star on Griffin's uh, podcast. You know, I got to do something different. And so taking advantage of these opportunities and not being lazy and saying, I'm going to put this controller down, I'm going to turn off Fortnite, and I'm going to walk outside for like 30 minutes and do something different. I love that answer. Laziness
0: kills with procrastination. So my question is, is you had laziness. What was your biggest vice when you were lazy? You said PS4. Mm-hmm. But for college students, it seems to be Netflix or Fortnite. Mm-hmm. How do we kind of find that balance of education and entertainment? Mm-hmm. Do you have any recommendations of breaking that habit and becoming more of a outgoing and opportunistic person?
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Like every habit, it's kind of – you need to actually notice it. Or I guess I guess when mm-hmm. you're saying like there's an issue like laziness, you got to notice that you are being too lazy. And so you gotta, like playing Fortnite mm-hmm. and you keep playing mm-hmm.
0: but you probably know you should be doing something. At what point do you make that decision to go
1: do it? For me, it was just kind of like I just – felt like I could be doing something different at this time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've done so much Fortnite for today. and like, I've done like three hours of Fortnite. You know, I need to do something else. I need to like put this down and say, or, and then, and then I'll, I guess, then I'll like start doing some work and then I might flip back and forth. But really it's just kind of just saying, just kind of realizing that, you know, you could do something different right now. Mm-hmm. And so the balancing, the education, the Netflix and Fortnite and all those games, it's tough. But once you realize that, hey, I don't want to be lazy anymore, then it's, like, then it's, it's easier to say no to that stuff. I got you. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big pothole from those people,
0: especially people who just love to binge Netflix. Definitely. I think there's, there's always something to be doing, especially mm-hmm. here in Athens. If you're listening to this and you're not in Athens, you should probably come check it out. Definitely. So second segment. So Detours. Detours in our life are when you're headed down a road and you think you're going to get to your destination, but there's a sign in the middle of the road and it says, hey, you have to go this way. A lot of times in life, people do not like taking detours. But really, if you look in long terms, taking that detour is going to take you back to your original vision, to your original goal, to your original drive. So, my little detour was baseball. I thought I was going to come play college baseball, I got injured and I really didn't know what to do. But as time progressed, I started getting more into this personal development thing and figured out, you know what, heck, this is where I'm supposed to go. So that was my quick quick little detour. Brandon, if you could give an example of one of your detours.
1: Hmm, One of my detours, I guess, that's a very... You know, I would say swimming. Because in high school, I did swim a lot. And that was that was kind of a big thing. It was like morning practice, then practice after school, and then you'd eat dinner, and then you'd go back out and you'd start swimming again. And so I was getting to the level where I started like competing tournaments and stuff like that. And I loved it so much, I've been doing it all my life. And, but then... I just kind of got burnt out, and I was like, you know what, maybe not swimming is not the best for me, because I heard from different kids who swam in college, mm-hmm. and it's fun. You get, being an athlete in UGA, you are treated like a god. Yeah. You know, the football players, the the athletes in general, it's, you see that red bag walking down the sidewalk, and you're like, that's an athlete. You and also you see the size of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so, all those perks were amazing, but then I realized that, you know, even even though I love swimming and I love the exercise, it is a very lonely sport. Mm-hmm. As in, you're always in the water. Yeah. And that's when I kind of realized I was like... I would be swimming and I'd be swimming like a bunch of laps. And then I'd be like talking to myself at the same time. I'd be having conversations in my head. Wow. Yeah. And then I'd start singing songs in my head. And I was like, you know what? This is pretty lonely. I'm not really sure if I like this. And then... I was also into soccer at the time and so I switched to that and I like talking to people and so I quit swimming and soccer got a little old too so I I wasn't that good to compete in college and so I quit soccer and I realized you know what I love talking to people I should start looking into stuff that you know requires a lot of talking Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like where the MIS role comes in with the consulting and meeting different clients and different working with different teams you're always talking and communicating with people.
0: Wow so you took an avenue of just kind of being in your own thoughts to being like, you know what, I actually want to be with people because when I'm with people, I can get more places. Definitely. That's amazing. This, another detour, which both of us took mm. this summer, was traveling abroad. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to travel abroad as a college student and why you should do
1: it? Traveling? Uh, so I came into college and I was like, you know what, Study abroad, study abroad's cool, but then I saw the cost and I was like, oh, do I want to spend that money for just a month in another country where I'm studying all the time and I'm not really sightseeing. And I was kind of like iffy about it, but then I, this opportunity came up and it was a study abroad internship, it was an eight-week program in Shanghai, China. I don't speak any Chinese. And I was like, you know what? It has an internship. I'm a business major. I'm going to go for it. I can kill two birds with one stone with a study abroad internship. And I was kind of iffy going into it, but then I went. And then I was about a couple days in and I absolutely loved it. I actually, when I landed and we got to our hotel, I was like, I love this so much already. And just being in a different environment and seeing a different culture is amazing. When you're, for me, when I was in China and I didn't speak any of the language and I tried to communicate with people and I was like, you know what? This on the menu looks like it has chicken. I'm going to do this, you know, Um, doing that and kind of putting myself out there and kind of getting outside of my comfort zone and trying to be adventurous. Mm -hmm. That was so much fun. I loved that so much and made me realize that when you are put in this kind of uncomfortable position where you're, you know, you're forced out of your comfort zone, your little bubble, that's when you grow the most. And that's when you find out who you actually are. So studying abroad made me realize that I have, <clears throat> I have so much more potential ahead of me. I just got to get uncomfortable.
0: Hmm. Where did you get uncomfortable when you were in your uh, China? What were some of the activities that you did
1: that you would not have done back here in the States? One, one of the major activities that we did is... So on our group, on our study abroad group, we did have three students who spoke Chinese and they spoke fluently. So they're kind of like the translators of the group. And so that was very nice and we were very fortunate to have them on the trip. But one of the biggest challenges for us is we were like, you know what, we're gonna take this random weekend trip to a water town that's like two hours away. And we're just gonna buy the tickets and go and we'll get an Airbnb while we're over there. And so, We thought our friends would come with us, and we thought, you know, we'll have them with us. They'll be able to translate. Everything will be good. But then they were like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm going to stay here for the weekend. We were like, we already bought our tickets. What are we going to do? And so my friend and I, we kind of looked at us, looked at each other, and we were just like, you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's just do it. Let's go to a random water town and try and figure our way around. And so... Uh, luckily we did have Google translate and stuff like that, but just going there without feeling like you had a, a little sense of comfort, AKA the, like the translators of our group mm-hmm. going out there without them was actually where I realized that, you know, having this feeling of being uncomfortable where I can like get out there and grow. That's kind of like where it all started. That's crazy. Did you have a good time? I had an amazing time. I never thought that. I would ever go to China I never thought that I would be in China for eight weeks in a communist country for eight weeks I've always like you know you hear about China in the news and you're like okay that's cool but I'm not gonna go there and so coming back and like reflecting over the trip I was like I love this so much I loved every single second of it. it's amazing and I never thought I'd love it it's kind of weird when you come back you got a 12-hour Jet lag. Yes. 12-hour time <laughs> difference. That was rough. That was very rough. How did you communicate with your family back home or anything like that? It was waking up at 5 a.m. and it was 5 p.m. for them. We'd be like FaceTiming and saying – I'd be like a little still sleepy and they'd be like awake because they just had dinner and stuff like that. So That's crazy. That was a little rough, but we made it happen. So the two detours,
0: swimming, coming from an introverted nature to the extroverted and starting to leverage – Your ability to communicate with people so that you can further yourself down the road. Mm -hmm. And then the detour from the good old state of Georgia all the way to China. And learning, you got to get out of your comfort zone to really become more of who you are. So, last segment, the success highways. These are the highways or the roads that you believe in right now. That are taking you to towards your destination of success or happiness or whatever you think down the road will give you fulfillment so mine would be transferring here to the university of georgia because Mm -hmm. all the opportunities here personal development because i found something that i love and then traveling giving me new perspectives so what are some of the avenues some of the the roads that you're on right now Mm -hmm. that are taking you Towards your future success
1: Yeah So definitely The University of Georgia um, Coming here There's so many opportunities That you can take And it will help you Go to where you want to go So University of Georgia Would be like the whole Kind of the The, the street name I would I guess mm-hmm. I would say Nice But um, And so When I picture a highway You know when you're driving On highway You pass exits And stuff like that Yeah And so I would say an exit That I just passed Was my trip to Shanghai That path or that little exit that I passed made me realize that, like, you know, I want to get out there. I want to travel. I want to experience different cultures and learn more about different people. And so I realized in the beginning, I was like, you know, after college, I'm going to work in Atlanta. I was born and raised in Atlanta for 20 years. I've only been in here. I've done a little traveling here and there, but I feel very comfortable here. You know, Mm -hmm. but you can't grow when you're comfortable. No, not at all. And so going to on the study abroad trip, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be in Atlanta. I want to go to New York. I want to go to Chicago. I want to go to L.A. I'll go back to China. You know, I want to go somewhere that will make me get out of my comfort zone and make me try new things, be adventurous. And so passing that exit was a huge step for me. So you mentioned,
0: too, that you're very much service oriented. You want to extend a helping hand. Mm -hmm. Are you doing anything right now? Are you involved in any clubs that are putting you towards more service-oriented ideals, and then bringing you towards that nonprofit
1: idea? In the beginning, yes. When I first transferred out, I immediately started looking up clubs that I could be a part of, and started looking up like you know leadership roles and stuff like that. So I did the uh, UGA Miracle. That was amazing. Their philanthropy is actually like. One of the best philanthropies I've ever experienced mm-hmm. and actually like been a part of, and so that was that was truly amazing. But as of right now, I'm kind of moving a little more away from that and kind of going more towards my business, the things that will help me for my career in the future, as in like business career. Mm-hmm. But I do still keep in touch with the people from UJ Miracle. I still am a part of UJ Swap. Which is shop with the bulldog, and you go. It's like once a year, you you and a friend will raise a certain amount of money. I believe it's like a hundred bucks, and you take a uh, a kid from Athens Clark County, and you take them Christmas shopping. Wow! And so that's that, That's amazing. Being part of that is truly like that's like my little little philanthropy for the year. Mm-hmm. Even though I should be, I feel like I should be doing more, and but I want to move more towards business. I still have that, and I hold on to that pretty tightly.
0: Yeah, I think Zig Ziglar said that when you help people, the more people you help, the more you're going to get back. I'm Mm -hmm. totally butchering that quote, Zig, I am so sorry. But when you help people get what they want, inevitably you're going to get what you want Mm -hmm. by helping those people. So the success highway is definitely paved with more than just your footsteps because you have to go along with other people Mm -hmm. and being a success It can be inward, but the best is when you share it with others. Agreed. So that wraps up the segments of potholes, detours, and success highways. Hopefully, you all learned something from Brandon because he's spitting true genius and great content. And, you know, we live in 2018, so content is the only thing we worry about. All right. Now I'm just going to fire off some random questions. And once again, if you're tuning in and you're a college student – I promise you these answers are going to help you succeed tomorrow, the day after, and any single day that you want. So, Brandon, what is your driving force that kind of every morning you put your feet on the floor and you're like I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go get it.
1: My driving force is knowing that this is this is going to sound super cheesy, but knowing that today is a new day, that there are new opportunities today than there was yesterday, that I can go to a class and I'm going to, like a little simple example is I'm going to go to class and I'm going to learn something that I didn't learn yesterday, Mm -hmm. you know, or I could go out and I could bump into someone and I can learn a little more about them. I could go out and I could pick up a flyer for a new club. I can go out and I could... Take a new road to school. Take a new path. There's always something, even though it's little, even though it's small. There's something there's, to do about it. Exactly, mm-hmm. and then when you pile all those together, you're growing every single day. We are such creatures of habit, mm-hmm. and I know I'm driving the gym one one way every day, but then I start taking
0: like other detours, and I just, it feels weird. But yeah. It's also funny as hell to be just like, oh, I don't do this, but it's strange, mm-hmm. but it's fun. Yeah. So. If, if you're going to listen to that, just find something. We all have something that we want to go get, whether we want to love somebody, especially family or significant other, whether we want to prove ourselves wrong. Find something that you can wake up in the morning and just say to yourself, screw it. I'm getting after it. So Brandon, you seem to have figured out the E&E ratio, entertainment and education. Could you give us kind of a snippet of what your week looks like? Because I know you've got a stacked calendar. Mm -hmm. How do you balance getting the job done education-wise and then having fun with your friends? Because I know a lot of college students like to party and like to have too much entertainment. But how do they kind of balance it and get more education Mm -hmm. because they're here in college for that? So how do we do that?
1: I think, I'm not going to lie, my first semester at UGA, it was very difficult juggling those two Mm -hmm. Um, because at the time my roommates were they were more on the entertainment side than the education side and so it was fun going out and it was fun partying it was fun just like laying around and watching Netflix watching the new Kevin Hart movie or something like that but then I found people through Delta Sigma Pi that you know followed kind of like what I love they value education a little more than entertainment Mm -hmm. and so even though we love to go out and have fun we still though i guess like the balance is finding those people that are like you and saying you know we can get our education we can do like do our stuff for our education Mm -hmm. we can get that stuff done and we can have fun we can i guess what i'm trying to get at is an example is like being in the MLC, the Middle Learning Center, the, like, the student center for the students at UGA. Just being in a room with a bunch of my friends and we're studying, but then we'll have a little break and we, you know, we'll joke around. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like my entertainment now than it was when I was first transferring to UGA. And just having a good time, um, quotes. Just being with people and having that good company is my entertainment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As Jim Rohn said... You are the result of the five friends you hang
0: around the most, no matter what. Income, attitude, family, anything you think about, the people you hang around most, you're going to be exactly like them. Mm -hmm. Crazy to think about. All right. So out of everybody in this universe, alive or dead, who inspires you?
1: I would say my mom. I, I am a mama's boy. Oh, same here. I am same here. definitely a mama's boy. I love my mom so I, – I love my dad too in case he decides to listen to his podcast. He will. But um, yes, he he definitely will. But my mom, it's just something about her. She's – I've come to realize that like the way I react to things and the way that I keep myself super busy is because she did it. And she's she's a doctor at Emory. She's – Got that. She's got work at home. Like, uh, I guess, yeah, work, work that she takes home. And so she's got to complete that. She's dealing with my brother's soccer. Um, she's got to take care of my grandma. She just piles on stuff. And she always finds a way to make the most out of that situation. That's amazing. Whether she's like, you know, cooking dinner. Whether she's picking up my brother from soccer. She's always finding a way to make the most out of that. And I found that super inspiring. And I was like, you know what? I want to be like that. I want to I enjoy every single moment, you know? Yeah. Moms have something about them, dude. They like do. My mom, freaking champion.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. If you could go back in time, when and where are you going
1: and why? If I were to go back in time, I think it would be to my birth. I knew that was coming, dude. I
0: had a yeah. telepathic. Yeah. I knew
1: you were gonna say that for some reason. <laughs> Why? Why? Cause this is gonna sound kinda weird and this is gonna sound really silly, but I wanna go back to my birth. I want I don't wanna see my birth, but I wanna, you know, once my once the parents fall asleep and they take the baby and they put him in the little baby carriage, I wanna go in the room. I wanna give myself a high five. And I will walk out. That's it. I just want to look at myself for a couple of seconds and then be like, you know what? This is kind of cool. So why the hell are you doing that? I don't know. I just feel like that would be kind of fun. It's just like for me, like, you know, doing things, everything that I do, I always do it because I feel like it would make a good story for later. That's, That's fucking hysterical. All right. What is your
0: ultimate goal in life? I know you want to do service, but what is that? like that one thing that you 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 probably think about every single day whether it's attainable or not
1: what's something that you that you want in life what is something you want does it have to be like i'm on my deathbed and i'm realizing you know did i do this or did i not did or can you, it can it be like right now and be like this is what i strive for every day it, it, it like mine
0: would just to be like have my mom live forever. I would love that. But mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, I just want to have somebody I can say, I love you. Mm-hmm. And then them having to say that and yes. like actually feeling that love. So, what? what I mean, it, it could be material. I would love a Ferrari 812 Fastback. Uh-huh. That's just a little bit further down the road. But what, what do you want? What, okay, what are you striving for right now? Mm-hmm. And then if you're on your deathbed, what would you want? Say that you
1: don't regret. Okay. So right now... One of my big things that I strive for and that I love doing is I always love putting a smile on someone's face. You know, just like seeing their reaction making them a little happier today is just like, it makes my day. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely like kind of the now. Um, in the future, I would say if if I could have... A good family. If I could have... Like what you said, if I could have someone... Like I I could say, I love you to someone. Mm-hmm. And then have them say it back. And, and have them feel it. truly mean it. You oh. know? That's definitely... That's the dream. But having that and then also having a family and I can... You know, I'm, I guess I'm on my deathbed and I'm, I open my eyes and I see them all around me. And I see a truly genuine, happy family. That's kind of like the dream as well.
0: Quick tangent here. Do you remember when we had to meet up with... Kaylee and write on the note cards the 25 things and then bring it down to one. Yes, I remember that.
1: What was your one and two? My one was God and my two was my brother. Really? Yeah. I had my number
0: one was my mom Mm -hmm. and number two was being told I love you.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: That's great. And I was like, I started to cry. Mm -hmm. I was like, uh, which one do yeah, I choose? that was And I chose powerful. my mom because I can get I love you from my mom. Mm-hmm. And
1: she's just been my absolute everything. Yeah. I, I, I definitely remember that activity. That, that was, was a tough. very dude.
0: powerful Holy activity. Goodness. Yeah. That was powerful. If you guys ever want to try anything super powerful that would really <laughs> impact your life, take out five note cards. Um, I'm forgetting how to divide them, but you're going to write down 25 things that you want in life. And then start Xing them off because you'll start to realize what is really important to you. And if you get all the way down to one and two, that is one of the hardest decisions you'll ever make. And what's crazy is that decision is in a moment and it's just on a piece of paper. Crazy to think about. (laughs) All right. Last question. Really out there. Really weird. What's your favorite word? Because we have such an expansive language. The English language is weird, but there's
1: so many languages in the world. What's your favorite word? You know what? I feel like my favorite word... Or phrase. Ooh, or phrase. Let's start with a word and then go to a phrase, because phrases are really fun. Okay. Favorite word would definitely be goober. 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 I say goober a lot, Okay. I feel like. Um... And I am a goober. There you go. I am definitely like the biggest goober I know. There you go. Let's give you a freaking high five in your baby self. Exactly. you yes.
0: <laughs> like Gerbert, like yeah. the baby brand? Yeah. All right, then what's, your, what's your favorite phrase? Because I, whenever I leave and people are saying goodbye or something, I'll be like, all right, I'm out like trout. Like something really I'm just out like, like trout. Asininely stupid. And I'll just say it.
1: Favorite, f- mm. you know, well, a phrase that I say a lot is see y'all. See y'all? Not see y'all later. Not see you later. It's just see y'all.
0: What the heck does that mean?
1: I have no idea. It's, it's like bye. What is that? I, I honestly don't know. It's just like, it's kind of like, you know, like. Like see you ya, see ya later? See you later. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But I just like shorten it down to see y'all. Someone walking away from someone and be like, "All right, see y'all." Not to see y'all later. That's I'm, I guess that's the lazy part of it. All right, you know, Brandon, that is super lazy. <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> you could have just been like, uh, "Pardon my take," and
0: just gonna send it. Like, yeah. Some, all right, I guess we can do y'all or like see y'all because I mean, goodness gracious, we're from the south and mm-hmm. people from the north are like, "What the heck does y'all mean?" Exactly. Like, y'all need to get y- right because it means yeah you all, but. You know, we're lazy because we're here from the South, Uh but it's a great time. All right. Brandon, I just want to thank you for being the first student to be interviewed by me. But more importantly, just I'm going to curse here. So it says clean, but it's not how just fucking amazing your attitude of life is, how genuine you are, your smile you're always willing to talk with people when you, when you took that detour from introverted nature to an extroverted nature, like the life has gained an angel and a soul that really just wants to see people succeed. And it's so fucking cool. Like Mm -hmm. has been a true pleasure to have you as a best friend. Like, I don't have too many friends. I keep a very select group Mm. and you're one of the top people. I tell my mom about you and I like my mom's about everything. I'm like, mom, you got to meet Brandon because he's, he's the man and you just have the attitude. You have the vision, you have the drive, you have the work ethic. I mean, shit, we can all be lazy sometimes, but you need to realize it and you need to get after it. Mm. And you have done all of that. And I just, I mean, I thank you for being Brandon Kim.
1: Thank you, man. Dude, like honestly, this is – I know – I remember when we first kind of like came up with this idea of the podcast because I remember we – when I first started realizing how much you love personal development. And so we were like, you know what? A podcast would be great. A podcast is where you need to go. That's your next step. And the fact that you actually took that step even by yourself. Like you didn't even, one time you just like told me, you're like, yeah, I have a podcast now. I was like, where did this come from? That's amazing. That is super cool. How you just, you know exactly what you love and you're just taking every step that you take is towards that. And I admire that so much. It's an inspiration, honestly. Dude. Fucking love
0: man. love man. That was good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, once again, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Journey of Growth podcast. This is a special one. And I will talk with y'all soon. Griff Biff, out. And see y'all.